0: You're listening to Angel Nears the podcast. Angel Nears is a Silicon Valley community for startup builders, where founders and operators share their firsthand knowledge on how to build and scale startups. I'm your host, Oleg Kujakov, and our guest today is Tom Medima, the founder and CEO of Bubbles, an asynchronous first tool designed to supercharge team collaboration in today's modern remote work environment. But before we get into that, Tom, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to the conversation.
0: Yeah, well, let's jump right into it. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started in this business.
1: Yeah, so I'm fundamentally an engineer. I've been coding uh, since 10 years old. Uh, I've been, you know, reverse engineering video games, uh, building algorithmic stock trading uh, programs. Uh, and uh, at some point, just from, you know, having coding be my hobby, learned that other folks wanted to use my products. I actually started to sell some uh, of these products early on was a, a voice over ip uh tool that i sold to an american telecommunications company while i was uh, in high school and so you know re- that really kick-started uh this kind of entrepreneurial attitude i then was actually introduced to one of the co-founders of hellofresh and so this is uh, fast forward uh, many years um and um Uh, that's patrick patrick hurenkamp he was uh, looking to start a new venture and was looking for a founding cto and so i decided to go for it that's kind of how my you could say professional startup career started
0: awesome and yeah what happened next
1: what happened next is i had an amazing journey we were uh, three uh, people um you know i was probably the least experienced and so i could benefit from amazing experience my co-founders uh the co the founders of of uh, that company had at companies like HelloFresh, and so from just three three people we managed to scale to 150 employees um we expanded uh, to to six uh, different countries and uh, i as a cto at the time had to learn you know not just how to build product but also how to hire people how to motivate my team and very quickly we learned that we actually cannot necessarily hire as quickly as we wanted to or let's say the right uh, types of people in the Netherlands, which is where the company was located. And so we decided to hire remotely. This was back in 2014 when remote work wasn't even that common. And so, you know, I had to go through a lot of these, you could say, um, early uh problems of how do you actually convey your thoughts and ideas when you cannot meet in the same room and how do you collaborate with let's say 20 engineers product managers designers and so on when you're in many different time zones mm-hmm.
0: so that's kind of the challenge right um what is bubbles uh, uh, just let's start there <laughs>
1: Yeah, so Bubbles is a solution to the problems of Zoom and Slack fatigue that many of us face in today's remote first world. You know, we're giving you the power of video to easily convey your thoughts and ideas, but rather than forcing you to be there at the same time as everyone else, you can just start a conversation asynchronously, and that enables your teammates to then provide thoughtful responses when it makes sense for them.
0: So we're setting the tone here. Do we really need an alternative asynchronous communication tool? Aren't phone calls, uh, real-time meetings, and emails just fine?
1: You'd hope so, but unfortunately not. Uh, Actually, there is a study uh, done by Microsoft in 2021 of about 30,000 people, and they found that uh, that was kind of when COVID happened and uh, was really at its peak. Um, And they found that things like instant messaging increased by actually almost 50%. Um, Increase in after hours messaging, uh, working on online documents went up by 66%. But then in that same year, shockingly, 41% of the global workforce was considering to quit their jobs. And so I think it's pretty clear that, you know, our increased, let's say, usage of the tools that we have today, the tools that existed before we all went remote, is just not sustainable
0: who uses asynchronous communications and why is it important
1: yeah so it's it's really teams who think consciously about how to best collaborate and collaborate in, in such a way that the time spent let's say discussing something is helpful impactful rather than just distracting the other people's right so you will you probably don't want to Uh, start a a live meeting uh, uh, ad hoc when your teammates are working on something hopefully important. Right. And so um, asynchronous teams are able to better accommodate for people's individual work schedules, but also their unique lifestyles.
0: So you kind of allu- you, you didn't allude to. You did say kind of some of the challenges that come with uh, instant responsiveness. You have to you have to be there when people need you. Are there any other challenges with our typical remote work software stack?
1: For sure. So I'd say there's there's really two major challenges. One is the uh, the timing of it and the continuous kind of being pulled out of your work, this being distracted, but also. Um, let's say if you work in India and you work with uh, a company in Europe or the United States to not be forced to work at 9 p.m. or, or at midnight or worse. right? So those are big problems related to that timing element. But then the, the other big problem is that we tend to lose a lot of the human communication that we need to effectively convey our thoughts and ideas. And so think about very fundamental th- th- uh, things in communication like your tone of voice or your facial expressions. Um, it's those kinds of pieces of context that help really convey your thoughts and ideas and effectively uh, make your point. Other examples of that would be the ability to to literally show what's on your screen rather than having to describe uh, what you're talking about, right? And so by introducing video, we can account for some of that. The problem is that um, in today's world, while we are introducing video, we gravitate towards live solutions, right? So Zoom video conferencing, for example, and that's where the that's where that that first problem uh, becomes uh, greater. And so we're continuously being distracted, being pulled out of our work. It's very hard to actually start conversations because you need to find that common. Uh, you know, empty slot on the calendar uh, where in, uh, your entire team is available.
0: I actually had a thought on this um, when I was preparing for the interview. Like, y- you do lose a lot when you're, I mean, first of all, if you're not on video, like if you're doing Zoom calls and you're not even sharing video, right? Like, like you're saying, a lot of that nonverbal communication gets lost, um, especially if you're not on video, right? Let's talk about the space. Asynchronous communications is a crowded space. Uh, There's a number of incumbents and startup companies that are trying to tackle this. Is there room here? Are there still gaps left to address?
1: yeah for sure and to be honest when it comes to real let's say asynchronous tools that we use on a daily basis it's still quite limited so i would say the best example is is email email is very asynchronous when you send an email you can do that at any time you probably don't expect a response in the next five minutes and so it's a great example of an existing tool where indeed you can work asynchronously but it also has its limitations, right? With email it's really hard to convey your points. And so often we end up having to send an email where we then try to schedule a live call, right? And so we're trying to solve for those kind of really unnecessary uh, dynamics. Other examples might be tools like Slack, where you can, if you want to, you can try to set up Slack in such a way that it is more asynchronous. However, it's actually that same uh, Microsoft study of 2021, I think this was focused on Microsoft Teams, but assuming that Microsoft uh, users of Microsoft Teams have similar behaviors as, as users of Slack, they found that I think 40% of messages was responded to in less than five minutes and of new messages. And so unless <laughs> the majority of folks are not doing anything productive at that time, you know, it follows that in 40% of the cases, people are distracted from the thing that they're doing uh, at that particular time. And so I would say there's clearly a need for, for a solution, uh, even, you know, with the, uh, the incumbent uh, products that, that are out there.
0: Do you think it's a feature or a business? I mean, obviously, you think it's it's got to be a business, right? Are you at risk of being market corrected by, say, like a Slack
1: of course, we are a business. And so, you know, our mission is really to enable the individual to work uh, in a way that is compatible with their own unique lifestyles. And, and that, I think, is much bigger than just introducing something like video. So we're trying to tackle really fundamental problems. Um, you know, once you have covered that problem of how do you convey your thoughts and ideas, the next obvious question is, how do i make sure that i actually get a res- response on time and so you know we are now tackling those kinds of issues and so by really focusing on our mission i think we're tackling quite different problems than some of these other uh, tools like slack are and you you do see that they try to introduce uh, features like uh, screen recording uh, but at the end of the day uh, when i send a slack message um, i do expect a response pretty quickly and from our user research we see that that is the norm we see that slack is um really uh uh, when sending slack messages uh, people expect to get a response uh very quickly so in in a matter of minutes uh rather than uh when let's say uh, that person has done some deep thoughtful work uh has finished their tasks and then uh, takes the time to respond to your messages
0: all right, let's move on to bubbles. You've done really well kind of talking about the market and, and um, talking about asynchronous communication. So I kind of want to keep going. What's the origin story here? Like, how did this whole thing get started?
1: Right. So during my four years at, at the uh, the startup in, in the Netherlands, where we grew to 150 employees, uh, you know, I, I hired a bunch of uh, engineers and we had product managers, designers all working together, often remote and cross time zone. And so that's where the really early, let's say, um, it really started to itch. I really wanted to try and solve those problems. Uh, kinds of problems initially i was actually very focused on um, product development how do we help people like designers and engineers work together remotely and so um, i moved to san francisco uh, where i I currently live to uh, start a company and try and uh, you know have, have those folks collaborate better together and what's interesting is what we did is we created a kind of figma like a design tool that would uh, generate code for engineers so engineers could very quickly uh, have a pixel perfect application Uh, what's interesting about uh, that experience is that while we were uh, testing it with users Uh, users were actually trying to give us feedback on, you know, how the, the output of the program was different from what they had expected. And so the way they did that was either through sending a bunch of screenshots over Slack and then trying to describe what it is they're talking about or by sending Google Docs with... Collections of screenshots and so forth, and so it became really obvious that actually there is a, there is a parallel problem here that may be much bigger than what we are trying to solve today. And so what we did is we we created bubbles uh, originally as 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 a Chrome extension to to see if this could help these users give more thoughtful feedback and do that more easily, and it did. People started to talk about it on Twitter, and so you know the 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 kind of organic traction that we we got from there was a really strong signal that uh, bubbles was really solving something uh, a problem that people were feeling in a way that they could really resonate with and that's where you know we really pivoted to to bubbles being the company and we've seen uh, significant growth uh, since then with quite little marketing, we've uh, we now have a, about a quarter million uh, users who've tried Bubbles, and so um, you know I think that says a lot about the the need for a solution to the problem, but also how uh, a video and asynchronous video is a solution that resonates uh, with users.
0: I want to keep talking about asynchronous video. I really love the mission. You know, when I was preparing for this interview, I got really excited just reading this. And I'm just going to read it. Uh, Our mission is to return joy to work, to get back to creativity and productivity, to foster deep work, and to mitigate burnout by moving away from hyper-responsiveness and real-time communication towards greater asynchronous communication. Can you just hammer this point home on asynchronous communication? Like, just speak to why asynchronous communication is going to correlate with, you know, returning joy to work.
1: Sure. So outside of our work, we have our own lives. We have our our hobbies and we have families. We might have kids running around. And when we work from home, uh, those things are amplified. And um, we are starting to see that they're not always compatible with the traditional ways of collaborating while working. And so let's take the example of um, your kids needing your attention. Uh, If you're in a live meeting, that's not necessarily, um, you know, a great time. And so if you were to work asynchronously, that wouldn't be a problem. Of course, there there are also more work-related examples of being able to uh, provide more thoughtful answers. If we are having a live meeting and you're asking me a question, I will have to answer on the spot and it would be kind of odd if I were to not answer. And so you are going to get an answer, but it may not be necessarily the best answer. And by working more asynchronously, we allow ourselves to really think things through, really make sure that we are providing a thoughtful answer.
0: And that was a thoughtful answer. But how does it work? Uh, I know that it is a, well, I believe it's a web browser. Is there an app to go with that? Or is it strictly web browser? Can you just take me through like using this?
1: Sure. So, uh, you know, being an engineer myself and having kind of a product mindset, I really wanted our users and potential users to experience that benefit of of video and async collaboration as fast as possible. So that's why we started by making this a, a web first platform so that if you do arrive on our homepage, you can simply press on our main call to action to immediately create your first bubble. So you can do that today for, at usebubbles.com, and you won't even have to sign up. We will not ask you for your name or email. You can immediately record your screen and go from there. And so that's why you know this is a, a, a web-first platform. Now, we do offer a Chrome extension, which then allows you to very quickly uh, initiate new conversations, start new conversations. And you can uh, imagine how you know we are continuously adding more of those entry points. So the next step for us would be a native application as well as a mobile app.
0: Mm-hmm. What do your users say about it? How, do they, how does their productivity, how is it impacted?
1: Right, so what's really interesting to see is how many different use cases people have for this. In that, uh, for example, a marketer might use it to get sign-off on copy on messaging where maybe a product manager is using it to kick off a new product. So rather than scheduling a two-hour call and having to wait for everyone to be available, that product manager can immediately uh, kick off the product and they will probably walk the team through maybe a Notion doc or a a task on Jira and so on. So those are some example use cases. We also see uh, use cases that are uh, less about screen sharing and more about just recording your face and uh, really having a more human conversation without necessarily scheduling another call. And that's often useful, for example, when you had a one-on-one scheduled but the other person couldn't make it for whatever reason, Um, you might then send a bubble instead.
0: I got to say, while you were talking, it kind of just clicked for me, like, how much time has been wasted? How much time I've seen wasted trying to schedule a meeting, you know, to talk about a ticket or a feature that, uh, you know, and, and it ends up waiting for five days or a week because someone's out of the office. Next. Who, who are you on this journey with? How have you kind of built your team and who are the people behind your company?
1: Yeah, so we're a scrappy team of just nine people. Uh, we're all uh, startup, you could say, veterans, very passionate about remote work um, collaboration. And so we are also a remote first company. Um, we have people uh, working from Hawaii to New York. We have digital nomads uh, literally uh, traveling across the, the globe while uh, working Uh, uh, on bubbles. And so by creating a team that really lifts and briefs the the vision, I think we are much more capable of actually achieving that vision. Do you eat your own dog food? (laughs) We do, yeah. I mean, we use bubbles every day and all the time. Um, And so we are very dependent on bubbles. And by doing that, we also understand, you know, what are some of the challenges still in, in asynchronous work? Uh, This allows us to then, uh, of course, try and solve for those challenges.
0: All right, uh, next, let's look under the hood. Talk about your technology stack and and what kind of important choices you had to make early on.
1: Sure, so without going too technical, um, we obviously, like like any product, you have to make some decisions in terms of how quickly do you want to go to market, how much technical depth can you accept. And so uh, we decided to uh, first try and lower the scope of this product as much as possible right so without trying to build every single feature uh we uh, asked ourselves what is the the bare minimum that we can uh, go to market with and so initially bubbles was actually um you could only make screenshots and you could then have conversations asynchronously using text on those screenshots. And so, you know, it's it's an example of asynchronous work, but it's just a very first baby step. And so from there, we've been uh, expanding the product uh, more and more towards our our vision and um, uh, introductions of things like video have really really exponentially, let's say, uh, increased uh, the value that that our users get from it. Uh, and we get from it ourselves. Um, but that I think would maybe not have been possible if we tried to build the whole thing at once. Right. So really trying to figure out, um, what can be that, that, that first version, I think was very helpful. Mm-hmm.
0: What are some of the key challenges faced by bubbles and what steps have you taken to overcome those?
1: Right. So uh, any business has challenges. I think in in our case, there are challenges around positioning, because like you said, there are a lot of players in the space, uh, as well as this being kind of a new way of working. And so um, you kind of have to experience bubbles to really understand it. And it can be hard to explain in one or two sentences exactly how you might have a conversation by recording a video, sharing that video, and waiting for a response. Um, Now, The way we try to overcome that uh, is by uh, really making that uh, initial first experience as frictionless as possible. And so, you know, this is why you you don't actually have to sign up to use it for the first time. We also have challenges, um, I would say, more foundationally in terms of the um, solution uh, being asynchronous work, which is that asynchronous work or... uh, That behavior of of working asynchronously has its own challenges. One primary challenge is that you still need a a response in a timely manner. So asynchronous doesn't mean that (laughs) things have to go slowly or that you're going to get a response in in two weeks. It could be that you need a response uh, in the next four hours. But the next four hours is still a lot more accommodating for the other person than to you know, ask them to drop whatever it is they're doing right now. And so um, introducing that concept of, you could say, when do I need a response by, we think is uh, important solution and it's kind of a next step for bubbles. So where at first we've solved that problem of, uh, you could say context right through video and, and the first steps toward asynchronicity by allowing you to start this conversation and respond asynchronously. The next step for us is to really deliver on that, um, that coordination of the conversation. How do you know that you're going to get a response on time? And how do you have the same, let's say, level of confidence that you're going to get a response uh, as if you were to schedule a live call?
0: It's it's really interesting to hear you talk. You are kind of reimagining how remote work should be. What are some of the key milestones so far that you've achieved along your journey?
1: So I would say primarily uh, we are really proud of our kind of product-led growth approach where we don't invest a lot in in things like advertising but rather we have our users spread the word and uh, they want to spread the word because that's how they get value from the product you in collaboration there are multiple stakeholders and so that's how bubbles can grow more organically and so uh, we're quite proud of you know our ability to actually have our users let's say do that uh, organically And as a result, uh, you know, we've seen a a quarter million uh, people uh, uh, give bubbles a try.
0: So you mentioned, I don't want to call it deadlines, but what are you
1: calling it? Respond by this certain time? Are you calling it deadlines? I, I like to stay away from the word deadline because I think when you start a conversation, um, there are often a lot of unknowns. And so it may actually be the other person who has a better understanding of, you know, what would be a feasible like timeline for, for the request. Now, um, however, uh, you do need, let's say, a response by a certain time. And so we really like to think of it more as like a, uh, an expected response time, right? kind of like an estimated time of arrival but rather than expecting the whole project to have completed you at least expect a response thank you for breaking that down
0: what else is on your roadmap can you talk about any other exciting things you're working towards
1: yeah so we're working towards a pretty big launch next year and uh, uh, aiming for february where uh, we we will be introducing what we think is a pretty novel way to solving for that confidence in asynchronous work. So, how do you define, you know, in this new message, in this uh, video message, who are the folks who just need to be kept in the loop versus who is the person or, or people from whom I really need a response? And then by when do I need that response, right? So, Really making that clear, because oftentimes, um, especially in live meetings, we we all know these stories of uh, people being in live meetings as as kind of being on standby, not really actively participating in the conversation. And so that kind of, you could say, uh, behavior isn't always the best, but at the same time, it does allow for passive collaboration. What we want to do, though, is we don't want to force those people to say, be a part of that entire one-hour conversation, but rather um, that you can add them as someone who I would like to keep in the loop. And they can then decide for themselves if this is something they need to be aware of, or maybe they can play it at 2x speed so they can go through it more quickly. So those are the kinds of bigger, you could say, pillars that we are building uh, to try and really uh, enable asynchronous work and make asynchronous work really battered and then you could say synchronous forms of collaboration.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense when you say um, standby meetings, you aren't really making the most of people's time when you when you have live meetings. And, and you know, only, you know, only a minority of the group is talking. So That's exciting. And, and yeah, there's definitely like opportunity here. Who's using it? Uh, who are your customers? And, and how do you build awareness amongst them?
1: Yeah, so because we are so uh, bottoms up, because we embrace product-led growth, a lot of our um, users, um, we actually, let's say, we haven't tried to sell to the company that they work at, but rather it's organically being introduced at those companies. Um, most of uh, the com- these companies are, um, let's say, smaller SMBs or startups. Um, oftentimes, uh, they're they consist of teams of about two to 10 people. And then usually they are um, working on certain projects or products. So imagine um, you know, teams working on, on, on apps, on websites, marketers working on campaigns. Um, those are the, the typical kinds of users and, and customers that we see. And how are you building awareness or what's your strategy there? So in terms of our go to market strategy, uh, most important is actually to, to understand your users and understand their pain points. And so I really do believe that before we try and sell something, we need to make sure that we've, we've cracked, let's say, product market fit. And we do see that by doing that, by continuously doing research, talking to users, uh, solving for pain points, we actually do see growth. And so the two are very related. And we see that kind of growth because we make sure that our product, um, has an inherent loop by using, by, by sharing a bubble, you're in, introducing more people to the platform. And so we see that uh, every new person introduces uh, on average about three other people to the platform. So you can see how, how that has a, a, a compounding effect. Other than that, we are ramping up our efforts on, on search engine optimization uh, SEM, we're looking to establish ourselves more in, in communities on social media and so on uh, but most of our growth has really come from that, that bottoms up PLG motion From the bootstraps
0: Have you managed to build partnerships with any anyone else, any big players in this space?
1: We actually haven't invested a lot of time in this, um, we're very open to it and so uh, we're considering uh, partnerships uh, also with some of the bigger players um, you know we don't always think that these have to be substitutes we can v- very easily see how you might for example turn a zoom call into a bubble and then continue that zoom call asynchronously and so um, you know uh, tools like zoom can actually coexist with bubbles and uh, you know that's why we're very open to to the idea of, of partnerships
0: okay. Um, how about the business model how how does this make money
1: we are uh, really focused on making sure that we actually let's say build a a better way of collaborating and so our first priority is to prove that through user adoption and and user growth Uh, metrics and like engagement and frequency of use and stickiness and so on and so second to that is okay how do we then make money we are a freemium let's say product in that you can use this for free it will always be free but there will be a paid plan and this plan we're actually still uh, going to introduce this will also be during with that launch in february where we are um, looking to provide more features and especially in terms of uh, really granular access control. So not necessarily the things you, you might need on day one of, of using bubbles. Um, but things that we think power users and serious people who are serious about working asynchronously will want to benefit from. So it will be a freemium self service model. Is anyone else doing that? I'm curious, like what's your what makes you stand out
0: against the competition?
1: Uh, in terms of uh, features or in terms of pricing, business model, either be both. Okay, so when it when it comes to something like Zoom, right? If if you th- uh, consider Zoom as as a competitor, we are obviously different in that we are not live, right? When it comes to email, we're we're different in that we introduce context through video. When it comes to maybe a, a more relatable competitor it would probably be something like Loom. Loom is also a video uh, uh, sharing platform. And so we we think Loom is great, but we think a Loom is it's like sharing a video. And they're really good at that. And so when you're a salesperson, um, you might send a Loom to many uh, potential leads and ch- try to convince them. Uh, to buy your product, or you might use it for an onboarding video to your teammates. However, with Bubbles, you're not sharing a video, you're starting a conversation. And so it can start with a video, but the expectation is that there will be many more types of context and and messages. Really to be able to start a conversation from uh, start to finish and be able to get to a decision. Well
0: said. So we'll we'll move towards the closing questions. What do you think are the biggest trends to look out for uh, in remote work and communication tools in the next few years?
1: So I think you will see a lot more asynchronous work. I think the word asynchronous used to be kind of scary and unknown. I think it's becoming more and more common nowadays. Uh, Lots of our users understand what it means. And so I think asynchronous as a concept will become bigger and bigger. And so there will be more of an emphasis on, do I really need to have this call right now? (laughs) And I think it will also become more normal when people invite you to a call to actually decline that call and maybe provide an alternative. Something that we don't really see a lot of today, but I I do think that will be more normal. And we do see some famous uh, CEOs uh, describing live meetings often as a waste of time. And while I wouldn't say that they are a waste of time all the time, there are many cases where those meetings are not necessary. And so I think that will really be a, a big trend in the coming years. I think in addition to that, you will also see uh, that video will become a really big thing. So where, you know, on the consumer side, we've seen things like Snap- Snapchat, Instagram stories, and so on become uh, very common and accepted. I think you will see a similar thing on the business side. There are a couple of interesting and uh, notable differences there though, as in, uh, for example, on in work collaboration, things like search are very important. So, Parallel to that, I think we will see a lot more innovation in terms of machine learning where you're able to see summaries of conversations, you're able to uh, immediately get a digest of, okay, what actually happened in this meeting without having to watch the entire meeting.
0: Tom, you're a great speaker, you have a very impressive resume, you're doing a lot of great work. What advice would you give your 10 years younger self?
1: Well, what's interesting about that question is that we we learn from our mistakes. And so, <laughs> while you could say, I wish I hadn't made these mistakes, it's because I made those mistakes that I am where I am now. And I'm very happy with what I'm currently doing and working on. Um, but if I, you know, had to tell myself, you know, if I could, let's say, <laughs> communicate with myself, my, my 10 years uh, younger self, I think I would, uh, you know, try to... Balance kind of the the engineer in me a little bit more with the, the 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 business and and people manager person in me, and so I think being able to really motivate a team, being able to uh, understand um, how they think and kind of the kind of lifestyles that they might be living and how that coincides with their work uh, is something that I've really learned to have really learned and that, that took a lot of time and so you know if my 10 year younger self could do that from the very beginning I think that would have been uh, amazing
0: thank you for sharing all right last question here it's it's the wand question if you could have a wish if you could wave a magic wand uh, what's one thing you would change
1: for bubbles for the sake of this business it's a tough question there's obviously many things that I would want but let me let me think about it for a second.
0: Well, can I tell you what I'm thinking? So you know this whole interview I've, I've really enjoyed. I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense and I do think asynchronous meetings is a wonderful new way to work. But I also think you know one of the big challenges is is kind of this stigma. I don't know what to, I don't know what to call it if it's stigma or just the way uh, the way we work already. Um, it, it's just hard to change, you know um, overnight.
1: Right. Yeah, I can I can say something about that. Sure. What we're trying to do is we're we're changing. Uh, we're trying to change behaviors, and that can be hard. It can take uh, a lot of time, and uh, really, it requires showing why this this different behavior might sometimes be be better. And so, uh, you know, my hope is that. Um, Information workers will continue to be curious about uh, those kinds of ways of working, even though uh, we are kind of app fatigued, even though there are more and more apps on the market. Um, keep in mind that um, there are still real problems that we can, uh, let's say, benefit from solving.
0: So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll close here now. Um, before we get out of here, what's the best way for listeners to reach you and learn a little bit more?
1: Yeah, so I promise up to the point that I can to basically always respond to incoming bubbles. So if you send a bubble to tom at usebubbles.com, I will watch them and I will respond to them. So that's the best way to get my attention. Otherwise, um, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, We also have a usebubbles Twitter account. So that would be another way to reach us.
0: All right. Sounds
1: good. We'll end
0: the show there. If you liked it, please subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast and leave us a rating there too. Thank you, Tom, for joining the show. We appreciate your time and good luck on your journey. Thank you so
1: much. It was great to be here.